This is he of whom I said, after me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with the water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, he on whom you see the spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the son of God. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples. And as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, look, here is the lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? And he said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The Gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Over the course of my life, I've been a part of maybe a dozen or so different churches, mostly Lutheran churches or mainline Protestant churches. And from my experience, when someone is in a mainline Protestant church or especially a Lutheran church, if I was to say to you, Today, we are going to go out and share our faith with someone, someone that we might not know. Most people would have a little bit anxiety when it comes to that. I was pretty active as a kid growing up in the church. After confirmation, I was one of the only kids in my youth group. And I was afraid of talking about my faith because it wasn't the the cool thing to do. It wasn't something that... Uh, a lot of kids talked about. But it wasn't until when I was 16 and I was at Camp Calumet for the summer that I became more confident in my faith, realizing there are other kids who love God as much as I do. There are other kids who talk about their faith. But it wasn't until I went to Luther College in Decor, Iowa, that I really started to make my faith really personable. It wasn't until college that I sat down with someone and for the first time had someone pray over me because I had a certain need in my life. Prayer for me was something that that up until then was something that I did on my own or I did within the context of a group where one person would pray for the entire group. But it was at Luther where I was struggling with something in my life and and someone asked, can I pray for you? And and I really didn't know what to say at the time, but I allowed them to pray for me and I just let it go. Right. I just started to cry and I felt that 
God started taking the burdens that I was carrying away from me. So it's not surprising to me that in the context of a Lutheran church, when I talk about prayer or something about God within a, in a personal way, sharing our faith, that people start to cringe a little bit. One of the questions that is typically asked when I start talking about this is, do you mean we actually have to, to talk about our faith, to share our faith with someone? Or someone might say to me, I don't really know what to say because I'm afraid that I'm going to upset someone or offend someone when I share what God is doing in my life. But the thing is, we have the greatest story ever told. And if our lives have changed even just a little bit because of our faith, because God is active in our life, why would we not want to share that with somebody? And it's more than just inviting someone to come to church, but it's sharing why is church important to you? How has your life changed because of your relationship with God. Today's gospel reading is, is a perfect example of how John the Baptist tells other people about his experience, his life changing experience with the baptism of Jesus. Last week we read about the baptism of Jesus according to Matthew, and, and both Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Describe how a dove comes upon Jesus, how the voice of God booms out of the sky and says, this is my son, my beloved. But in John, we don't get the reading of Jesus actually being baptized. Instead, we get the testimony from John the Baptist. He shares what he sees. And that is an example of how we can share our own faith. Our primary job of Christian, as being a Christian is not to do something. It's very important to, to, to do something, to, to come to church, to pray, to read the Bible. But it's even more important is when you experience something, when you see something, is that you share it. We see this happen time and time again in Jesus' ministry. It's the pattern of making disciples throughout the entire gospel, throughout the entire Bible. See, in our reading today, first John sees Jesus and he declares, there is the Lamb of God. There is Jesus. And then he shows it to others, someone else. See, there is Jesus, he says to his disciples. There is, there is the one who, who the dove came down when he was baptized. And, and God said he is the son of God, the, the beloved son of God. And then after John sees and he shares, then he invites other people to join in. This happens in our reading today with Andrew, right? So Andrew tells his brother, Peter, what is going on? And Jesus and the other disciples, they, they, they see 
what is happening and they want to be a part of it. And that is what evangelism is all about. That's how we share our faith with other people and not only help grow our congregation, but help change the lives of people who experience the love of God in their own life. We see these God moments in our lives and we tell other people what we have seen and and what we have experienced and then invite them to see for themselves. This is what I call a God moment, right? This is an experience that we have with God that it's hard to put into words. For a few years, I have been using this term, and it's a way for me to describe how God is active in my life or in the life of the church. And it is sometimes hard to really notice these God moments if we are not looking for them. A number of years ago, I had a weekly Bible study where I would sit down with folks and we'd actually talk about the upcoming Sunday's lessons. And at the beginning of the Bible study, I would sit down and I would say, what is your God moment for the week? And when we started doing this practice, I got these really awkward, weird looks like I have no idea what you're talking about. So we talked a little bit about what a God moment is and and some people started to share a little bit. But after a few months of doing this practice where each and every week I would ask the question and before we start a Bible study, what is your God moment? And after a few months, people could not stop sharing because they noticed so many God moments in their life. To see, to show, and to share. Noticing what God is doing in our lives, sharing that with others, and inviting them to come and see for themselves. Now, this sounds like a simple model, but like I said, it is a hard thing to do at first because we have a lot of mindset issues on, on what would happen if we started to share. We may think to ourselves, I've been coming to church my whole life. Why can't I answer where I see God in the world? Well, John said that he saw the spirit of God descending from heaven like a dove and it landed on Jesus. And he said, I have seen for myself and I have testified that this is the son of God. Once he saw this, once he experienced this, he had to share it with others. A God moment that I have experienced in my life recently uh, was at our Christmas Eve service. Now, that, that whole service for me is something that I just simply love. I, I love gathering with people. I love the songs that we sing. But it was one moment in particular when we were singing Silent Night. At first, I, I enjoyed because, you know, our church was much more full than it is today on Christmas Eve. And, and having that many people and, and having both young and old in our congregation that night was simply Awesome. But then we handed out the candles. We lit the candles. We turned down the lights. We started singing Silent Night. 
And just for me, I actually stopped singing for, for a couple of minutes just because the sound of everybody singing together, a song that is beloved by so many people, was simply amazing. I had this, this deep feeling that I knew that the Spirit was in and under and with us during that time. Now, I, I believe that the Spirit is always with us, right? But sometimes you just feel it a lot more than other times. How are you experiencing God in your life? How are you experiencing these God moments? Once we experience them, then we can share them. And most of us might be a little scared at first to share them, and I understand that. But the thing is, we don't have a problem sharing stories. So if you experience something good in your life, whether it's with your kids or your grandkids, it could be time spent with family or friends, it could be a job or a hobby that you have, we find ways to share those experiences, whether it's with other people in our life or whether it's on social media, whatever it is, we tend to share a lot about things that we are experiencing. But when you think about your faith life, your life in the church, we start to share, we may feel a little uncomfortable about that. I recently read a story that this church was going through this process on learning how to share their faith story. And they had this Saturday workshop where they all came together and this person came in and, and told them, you know, different ways to share the story. They, they practiced it. And then they had, you know, different assignments to go out and, and to share and, and that sort of thing. And the next day on Sunday, this gentleman, this older gentleman went up to the pastor and he said, I want to thank you for having that workshop yesterday. It, it was great. The content was good. I was able to understand, you know, why I love coming to this church. He said, my wife and I have been coming to this church for over 60 years. And yesterday was the first time we ever realized why we came to this church. Once you start experiencing God moments, once you start to tell your story, you become more... in connected with your faith, and you hear the words of Jesus that says to you, come and see. Come and see. Jesus says to us, come and see. And when we start to follow these words, we see what Jesus is talking about. We experience these God moments in our life. And they completely change how we view not only our faith, but how we view the rest of the world. John the Baptist simply shares his his astonishment, his wonder, his experiences with Jesus. And he gains his disciples who carry this message from God about God's love for us all to the ends of the earth where we can learn and see and also be a part of the story, where we can experience God who is always 
with us. God who names and claims us as God's own beloved. God who gives us love and grace and forgiveness. And as we enter this story ourselves, we share the story with the world to tell the world of God's amazing grace. Amen.